A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bump, for weekend this. The podcast that you need to listen to. The podcast that you need to listen to. And you get involved with the show. Hello. Oh, hello. Hey, up, lad, you're right. You're right, it's me. It's me, Peter Goats. Peter Goats. I know you're a fan. I know you're a Stoke fan. I know you've been thinking, Hughes out. Get him out. What, who do we bring in? Well, I've got him. I've got the guy. I've got the fella. The man who's going to take us out of, of t- relegation zone. <laughs> who's that then? Who am I supposed to be? Stoke fan, aren't you? Stoke, Stoke, Stoke fan. Local Stoke fan. I'm, I, I'm a local businessman. I've taken over the club Stoke City, the club I love, and I've, I've taken them to the Premier League, and we've had to make a change. Mark Hughes, not the man, but I've got the man. Why is he bringing a, spoke, a Stoke fan? Because he cares about the fans. He's a lovely man, oh. Peter Coates. <laughs> lovely. I've got your man. Uh, who is it? Mick McCarthy? No. Martin O'Neill? No. <laughs> Roy Keane? No. Slavin Village? No. Ronald Koeman? No. Sanchez Flores, really? No. Not Alan Kirby. No. Paul Jewell? I should have got in. No. Uh, Harry Redknapp? No. Zola? No. Oh, God. Di Matteo? No. Paul Lambert? Oh, See you later. Fucking hell. What a great appointment. <laughs> oh, welcome to One for the Weekend podcast brought to you by... You're having a fucking laugh, aren't you? <laughs> Hello. Oh, I geezer. Hey, the pool. Paul Lambert, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your Scottish accent. It's me, your agent. I know, you haven't done anything for ages since you lost a job at Wolves back in the summer. Don't worry about it, I've got the perfect club for you. Not a problem. Who is Monst- it? They're monster, they're monster, monster. I've got the, I've got the club for you, Paul. Is it Burnley? <laughs> no, I, I, Les- no, Leicester. Leicester, good side, but no, they've got Claw Paul. Is it West Ham? No, it's not West Ham, mate, I'm afraid. Is it Southampton? <laughs> no, not them either, they are struggling, actually. Newcastle? No, no, but it's... It Palace, got the Palace. Well, no, there. has got a goal. Hodgson's unbeaten in five away games. Oh, right. Is he mad? No. no. Who is it then? It's Stoke City. Fuck's sake. <laughs> All right, it's That's the scene. Is that the end? That's the end. This week. You love the you, old you, I think you, deep down you wanted to be an actor, and, you, and you've fallen into this. I did have a brief dalliance with drama. Did you? I did. Um, and then got self-conscious and left it. But yeah, maybe, maybe there's a... I don't know, let me know, guys. One for a weekend pod. One for a weekend pod. Yeah, right. Let's talk about it. One for a weekend pod. Brought to you by Fan League. Absolutely. Building 
the world's number one, one football community. Absolutely. Let's get straight into Fan League, okay? We've got trivia to come. We're going to be talking about Alexis Sanchez, that deal, and how that's going to affect Arsenal and the players they might bring in, Aubameyang being one of those that they're linked with, and, and who's better out of those two? We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about uninspiring managerial choices, what are ours? Uh, what are yours? Let's know in the comments. But we'll be talking about Paul Lambert, Ryan Giggs. We've also got soldiers lost in battle. Good. We've also got Flames advice, which wow. we which we dropped in last week, and people seem to have picked up on it. Yeah. Flavin James, Flames advice, uh, stat nuggets, and those were the days in a jam packed a, a lot. Are we going to be talking about the weekend football? We are absolutely yeah. Arsenal versus uh, Crystal Palace. Talking about that, we're also talking about Spurs and how you're doing better now. Everything's fine. So lots to talk about. Uh, as we said, uh, this is uh, a podcast that gives you up for the weekend. It's brought to you by Fan League, which is a uh, it's an app where you try and predict the outcome of 13 English football games uh, in the Championship and in the Premier League. And if you can do that, Flav, big you money. can win big money. Let's get straight into the uh, mug roll call, which we'd let go for a couple of weeks. But in the one for the weekend league, <laughs> last week, boys... Not great. So, and almost, it's almost impressive. So this week, if you want to play, just to say, remember you can play for 20p each week. Like, nothing. And you can make 11k you can make this week if you can get all 13. And, and even if you get 10 or above, you're going to be making some money. And also, if you haven't signed up yet, if you sign up, then you get game credits to start with. So you're not going to have to pay for the first couple of weeks. So it's, it's definitely worth doing. Um, so game week winner, Reese Coin. Okay. Who's been a regular, decent player for, for the one for the weekend league. Because we've gone down 24 places. That's all we do. That's all that happens. I want to go up. I, well, do you? I think <laughs> it's you're the problem. What do you mean? Well, it's just you're, you're bringing your QPR mentality to this podcast. To, to what, to our league? You're just fine with just mediocrity. Well, I'm saying no. Right. All right? These two players who played last time... So yeah, mug, Ryan, ro- sorry, go on. Go on. mug roll call. Yeah, I'll, I might have to. Yeah, yeah we'll both say in once because this is not good enough. You've got thirteen games. All you got to do is pick if the winner, who's going to win, draw. or if there's going to be a draw. Yeah. Right. General, my average is eight out of yeah. thirteen. Ryan Williams, mug. Jordan Scrivens, mug. mug. Both got one out of thirteen. <laughs> Something I haven't seen before in the world of fan league. <laughs> Blown away. I, 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 I'm, can I be so bold as to say, just leave the league? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, not sure. Just go. Yeah. If you know, if you're good at this, like if you do accumulators and you get, you're like one off, uh, that's a good thing about Van League is that you can get one or two wrong and still make some money. Please join this league because Jordan and Ryan, and you're not the only ones, there was a lot of twos and threes as well. Yeah. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't good. And, um, you know, you should all be embarrassed. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, join the One for the Weekend League. You can do that by clicking the link in the description. Add me as a friend, James Alcott, double L double T in Alcott, and I'll add you to the league. Trivia. Last week we asked you this very question Which two clubs hold the record for losing the most Football League Cup semi finals? Yeah. Uh, the answer was Divang Shah got it right. Well done. You will get a shout out if you get the answer right in, in next week's uh, podcast because I'm going to ask you a question in a second. But yeah, uh, the two teams that have lost seven Football League Cup semi finals were Arsenal, mm. who are still in the semi finals, of course, this year against Chelsea, um, and West Ham United, which is a slight shock. You thought Spurs might be up there, but they weren't. Um, I just love. Those answers. Oh, I love, <laughs> that's that's, that's my favourite question <laughs> ever and my favourite answers that's ever. That's so true, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Arsenal, yeah, lost seven uh, Football League Cup semi finals. Mm. Um, and right. uh, with Spurs are the 
choke artist, apparently. Are you? Well, well. According, according to that, fact, fact. <laughs> yeah. Not just opinion, fact. Early stat nugget there. Yeah. yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal are, one, are one of the big, biggest losers when it comes to yeah. the League Cup. Love uh, choking. This week's football trivia question revolves around Eddie Howe and Bournemouth. So Eddie Howe is playing, is managing his 100th Premier League match against West Ham this weekend. That is a feat in itself. It is a feat in itself. Especially with tiny little And ball. he's only 40, right? 40 years old and, he and looks, 52 days. He looks 22. Do you know, he, he's, um, he's a great uh, inspiration to me as someone who can look young, but with a bit of status and the way that you carry yourself... Be taken seriously. You can't be taken seriously. Yeah. <laughs> so, so hopefully one day that's kicking in any day now. <laughs> I'm certain of it. Um, so right, he's 40 years old and 52 days. Um, he will be the third youngest English manager behind which two other Ooh. managers uh, who have managed a hundred or more? Well, probably more. Definitely well, younger more. than 40 English managers. Yes, and they're not in. They're not active. They're yeah. What, what's active? Do, have they managed in the last five years? Yes. Uh, so, wow. Um, uh, Don't worry, it's not for you, it's for the people uh, at home. Is, is it a bit of a trick question? Is it inter- Absolutely not. Interim? Absolutely not. 100 games, an interim manager? Oh, I done missed that bit. Yeah. 100 games, sorry. So yeah, this is the 100th game this week. I know, it's not, I know it's for the people at home, but if I get both, I'm going to say. Okay, well, you've got the podcast to do it. Yeah. Okay. That would be a shame if you ruined it for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I know, but yeah. just yeah. the way it is. Right. Uh, this weekend, let's get straight into bloody hell. We're moving, moving quickly through, see? And you know you've got a lot in there, but there's a lot to, you know, we're getting through stuff already. Going to save stat nuggets for a little bit longer, uh, a little further into the podcast. Let's get straight into Arsenal and Alexis Sanchez and this whole thing. Because it's literally everywhere. On the internet, on YouTube, on Twitter. <sighs> It's incredible, and it's finally coming to a head. It looks like we're we're recording this podcast just as you know. It looks like it's going to happen. And he's going to go to Man United. Reverse Di Matteo. Incorrect. Good guess though. Good guess. All right. Uh, so yeah, concentrate now. Um, and we'll talk about Arsenal. How Arsenal cope with this whole saga in terms of this game against Crystal Palace, which is a tough game to them this weekend. Mm. Um, but the Sanchez thing itself. Are you? What are your thoughts on it? I'm delighted that he's going. Uh, it's clear that he's the best player at their club. He's one of the best forwards in the league. And I always like seeing a great player leave Arsenal. Um, <laughs> but I kind of it's, it's time. They're doing the right thing, Arsenal. They're, they're, they're getting rid of him. They're getting some money. They're getting good money from him. If the reports are correct, £35 million this late in his contract. Huge amount of money for Man United to play. Crazy, in my opinion. Well, I said... I said look, a while back, actually, on this podcast, that you know the fee that should be commanding is around fifteen to twenty million for a six for a player of his quality with six months left in his contract. Fifteen, twenty million is about right. The fact that Man United are willing to pay thirty-five million and five hundred k a week, yeah, that's the other. That's an insane amount of money. Thing. But they do get a player, worth, a very valuable player, for a long time. So with that feeling like it's kind of. Inevitable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might be listening to this or watching this now, and and it's gone through. Where does this leave Arsenal? First of all, let's let's do let's do Arsenal Crystal Palace first. And then we'll go long term because obviously there's still a, a couple of weeks of yeah. the transfer window, and Arsenal are linked with a lot of players. Um, but going into this game after the defeat against Bournemouth, where they looked sluggish, they looked demotivated, yeah. they looked like they were lacking confidence, and 
bottom line was the front three looked like they had just a real lack of quality. They then go into this game, and Arsenal, they've never failed to score against uh, Crystal Palace at home. They've scored in every game at home this season. The home form's what's kind of, although it's been a really disappointing season for them, the home form's what's kind of at least kept them where they are right now. Away from home, little stat nugget here for you, they've got... um, They've got the worst um, amount of points. I think it's 13 in 12 games. Mm. Worst uh, amount of points that they've had since the 2005-2006 season. So away from home, they're struggling. At home, though, it's been a bit of a solace for them. Which leads to this whole... Because there's chaos. Every time Arsenal lose a football game, it's absolute chaos, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but that's the kind of football club they are. And all of these stats that I'm saying mean nothing <laughs> because going into this game of football Crystal Palace are a different team to, to what they were and although they've got an awful record against Arsenal I've put them down in my family predictions as Absolutely. at least getting a draw right um, I think it's a nightmare <laughs> game for Arsenal to be playing right now um, yeah um, I think the Sanchez stuff doesn't help he's um, he, you know he's on his way out, and he's he's been gone pretty much from the start of the season. He hasn't played well this season at all, really. No. Um, but this does cause upset because Arsenal know that without Özil, if he if he's still out, I'm not sure if he if he's going to be fit. But without Özil and Sanchez, they are very they can they are ordinary like any team. If you take the best two players out of your team, mostly unless you're Man City, you're going to struggle, uh, and that's what we've seen. And um, you know, as you say, Palace are. Uh, you know, I think they're second in the form to, for away form. They won two out of the, the, the one, two, drawn three at the last five games away from home. Yeah, I'm the they're not the Crystal Palace at the start of the season. They do have the players to hurt Arsenal, especially in defence. Arsenal don't look great it, recently. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's going to be one of those games. That said, you know, Arsenal do, they always score at home. I think there's, what, 27 games on the bounce? 25, yeah. 25. Yeah. Um, Every single game know, season. Although they were average against Bournemouth, they probably were cruising most of it. You know, it was just for three minutes, four minutes of madness when they let in two goals, but by and large, they probably should have won the game. So, you know, it's, it, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. It's just they need to work harder and rely on, you know, the rubber to green a bit more when you don't have Sanchez and Ozil to pull something out of the back. There's a lot of doom and gloom with Arsenal, but in terms of the long-term look for for Arsenal, there was a great uh, article in uh, Le Grove, which is a Arsenal fanzine, and it was looking at actually, it, on the on the sort of face of it, you look, oh, well, you're losing Sanchez, oh, that means Özil's definitely going to go, and it's all doom and gloom. But in Aubameyang, who they're sort of linked with very heavily, yeah. uh, the Malcolm. Deal is another player that I think a lot of people were excited about him as a as a player. Those those were the days for you. What's happened with all the like in, like the exciting Brazilian names? What Malcolm and Fred? What, is, <laughs> what like Ronaldinho, Ronaldo? Like yeah. oh yeah, Kaka. Uns- I mean Kaka maybe I don't know. Unsuspecting Romario. English names. Yeah, Fred and Malcolm. Like I'm stop waiting, waiting for an Ian to come up. <laughs> <laughs> what's the worst? What's the worst Brazilian name that there could be? Yeah, Ian. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Ian's good. Yeah. Dave. There's probably been a Dave. And then probably David. David. Dave's on the horizon. Um, <sighs> but this article's looking at the the, the, the squad and, and just as importantly, the influence of Arsene Wenger in those dealings. And there's Sven uh, Malsinstat has come in and he's 
pushing through the Aubameyang uh, transfer, apparently. He's also getting rid of a lot of the dead weight. That, that it, well, it looks like they're going to get rid of a lot of the dead weight. El Nene's linked with going away. Walcott went, um, and it's not worked with Walcott overall. I don't think he's not been the player that they wanted him to be. Links that Giroud might go as well. Coughlin has gone. So in terms of the bloated squad that they've got of players that, <coughs> bottom line, aren't, they're not aren't at the level winning. that they want yeah. them to be... You're getting rid of all those guys. And if you bring in Aubameyang, are you bringing in a player who can do just as well as Alexis Sanchez did last season? Um, but they're different players. So they're bringing in a number nine. And um, Sanchez is much more than that. That said, Aubameyang will have a, a, a comparable impact. You know, he's an incredible elite forward. Um, you know, Spurs played Dortmund, played four, four times over the last four years. He played three of those games. And he was, in, at times, unplayable. Mm. He's so fast. Um, he's so prolific in front of goal. It's an amazing signing if they can get it over the bar. Really, you know, as a Spurs fan, it's tough to, to, to swallow. But, that, you know, Aubameyang is an absolutely superb, world-class striker, without doubt. Um there are issues over his discipline previously, um, although Dortmund themselves have said that that was something that's in the past and hasn't happened, the kind of playboy antics, nightclubbing, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and there's been some disciplinary issues this season where he's just not turned up for team meetings. And um, Stoger, the, the current manager at Dortmund, he said, you know, I'm not going to find him. That doesn't mean anything to him, so he, right. he just won't play. Yeah, um, which he, is which is which is a, 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 a you know a bold thing to do because he scored twenty one goals in twenty three games this year. It's massive, and he scored he scored twenty three goals two years ago, twenty eight goals last season. Um, in two thousand and sixteen, uh, the Guardian consulted with a load of journalists and experts, and they put him above Alexis Sanchez in terms of the best players in the, in the world. Obviously, all these lists, you've got to take with a pinch of salt. Yeah, they didn't mean, The yeah. next year, Aubameyang um, was still sort of top 20, but he'd still, you know, he'd scored 28 goals. He'd scored more goals than Suarez, Lukaku, Mbappe, people who've, scored a, uh, who've cost a hell of a lot of money mm. to different clubs. Yet, PSG didn't want to spend 75 million on him in the summer, and Arsenal. I think there's two ways of looking at this Aubameyang deal because why has no one just gone, wow, look, look at these numbers? For a team that's just won a German Cup, they've not won anything else in the last few years. Yeah. Look at the numbers that he's, he's been able to, you know, put together. Why, why, something's not right that no one else has gone for him, I think. Uh, but at the same time, you just there's a real opportunity here to get a guy who, bottom line, has, has scored those goals. For yeah, Arsenal. yeah. Well, yeah, there's, there's, there's two things. One... He's, he scores lots of goals for Dortmund, as you say. He hasn't won anything, really, a German Cup. Um, and that's the kind of thing that gets thrown around a lot about not winning anything. It's, uh, <laughs> apparently it's really important. Mm. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I think he's wanted out from Dortmund. Dortmund have priced him out of those moves. You know, I think there is a perception that Aubameyang is probably... His reputation is better than what he'll actually end up delivering. That said, that like I'm not dismissing him as a footballer at all, but I think people put Aubameyang with Lewandowski, Kane, um, you know Ronaldo, Messi, yeah. that bracket. But he, he isn't. Um, but he is still an absolutely amazing and prolific uh, goal scorer. Has the he got injured the... because he's been at Dortmund instead of 
I mean, arguably the second, well. second best team in Germany as well. You know, so it's not like he's at a small club. Um, the other problem is, is that that, that Bamiyang isn't a replacement for Sanchez. Mkhitaryan's a replacement for Sanchez. And they need both of those players. Yeah. It's no... Bamiyang coming in doesn't solve the Sanchez problem. It just... They've essentially got two number nines at that club now. So they have Lacazette and Bamiyang. I don't know how they fit both of those in unless they change the formation. It would be a bit odd in the modern day to switch to a 4-4-2. Um, or even if it's in the diamond with Ozil at the top, it'd be very good going forward. But with a back four, I can't see it working in the modern day. I think they get torn to bits. So... I, it's an interesting one. Um, I don't know how much of it's about placating the supporters and, and getting this marquee signing through. I think, the, bizarrely, the, the, the Mkhitaryan deal is the most important one because they get both of them and they have balance. They can play free behind um, Lacazette or Aubameyang. But if they just get Aubameyang in, there's like a, an upgrade on Lacazette. It's, it doesn't solve their problems. The thing that would concern me would be... There's a kind of, you know, if you close your eyes and you look for a kind of a nondescript Arsenal player, he's sort of, he's 5'9", 5'10". He's not, he's not definitely a forward or, a, or an attacking midfielder. He's great technically, but he kind of wilts a bit. Who? This, this oh, oh, stereotypical yeah. Arsenal right, right, player, sorry. right? Yeah. The worry that you'd have, and you're never going to know, you're never going to know what, if it's going to work out or not, but... Mkhitaryan, there's been question marks over him being able to to deal with the pressure at, at Man United, I deal mean, with the pressure of well Mourinho moving. as well. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know it's, a, it's an understood fact. It's, he had problems at, with, with confidence, self confidence, self belief in um, and dealing with pressure at Dortmund, and he had the same problems at United when he first came. So I mean, mentally, yeah, and Abam- and you know the same thing we said it at the start when we first started talking about him is that there's there's these little things that you're kind of like oh hang on is there are there problems with him as well does he kind of give up on it does he start to misbehave when it's not really what he wants and so uh, that's that's not what Arsenal need Arsenal need players with quality but grit when it gets difficult as well so that yeah. would be my concern there's so much more to, to football now I love if they sign both those players, they are quality marquee signings, and they've done very well out of this transfer window. That said, in the in the cold light of day, mentality is hugely important. And there's nothing there's nothing to suggest that Abamiam doesn't try his hardest when he's on the pitch. He, of course, yeah, he does. True, he doesn't yeah, score those goals, goals without yeah. it. But um, there are the fact that there are question marks over the mentality of both players, and going into a football club and Arsenal where they already have question marks over a lot of their players. The mentality of them, you know, Troy Deeney exposed that in that damning interview he did post match. Mm. Um, you know, you you do wonder about their recruitment policy, but uh, look, you can't. Uh, as much as it pains me to say, you can't deny that if by selling Sanchez and by Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang, they're probably stronger for it. Okay, let's know your thoughts. Is our Arsenal, sorry, stronger if they get Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan? Through the draw, uh, through the draw, through, through the, the door, door. Um, in this chancery window from the turn of the year. Right, it's that time, Flav. What? Stat nuggets. Oh, brilliant. Let's do it. Right, first up. Uh, so this stat nuggets is just for you know if you're out and about this weekend. We we realised last week that we need to gear you guys up mm. for the weekend. You need some little stat nuggets in your pocket to allow you to have top quality 
pub chat. Impress the ladies. Impress the ladies. Well, yeah, there was one comment that I was quite like that we should call them stat up lines. But I'm not. I, I, do you really think these are going to woo women? No, but that, that is better than that. That is stat good, lines. isn't it? Stat oh, up really? lines. Yeah. But I like Why don't you find, find some stats mm. that would woo, woo women. the ladies? I'll, so I'll see what I can do. If you've got a stat nugget or a stat up line, let us know in the comments below. Yeah. A stat, this, I would love to read a stat. Let us know your stat up lines. Yeah, <laughs> a stat that's going to get you a woman. Oh, man. I mean, I don't want to be crude. Okay. Right, first stat nuggets, let's do it. Newcastle United can win three back-to-back Premier League away matches for the first time since December 2001. Exciting times for Newcastle. Well... But who are they playing? uh, Man City. Man City. Man, Man City, and then obviously we saw what, what's happened. It, it looks like the deal's fallen through to sell. Yeah. So start with him. It's tough. Like they don't deserve it, really. I, I think they kind of they just need to get to the end of the year and stay up, and then you got the whole summer and you can get a deal done. Then I think most companies would be very wary of. of Taken over a club in January. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And they've got that wrong. Um, so, yeah, exciting times. Could get back-to-back Premier League away. Well, Newcastle versus City. The wheels are falling off there. <laughs> Man City, yeah. Unfortunately, Man City are unbeaten in 20 Premier League matches against Newcastle United. One seventeen, drawn three. Their longest unbeaten run against a side in their league history. And that was before they were good. That's before they were good, exactly. Uh, the five previous Premier League meetings between West Ham and Bournemouth teams have had 23 goals at an average of 4.6 goals per match this is the highest average for any fixture to have been played at least five times stat nugget that's insane lots of goals at West Ham Bournemouth so maybe that's a that's a good bet for you guys yeah more than 2.5 goals you might want to hedge if you, if you may want to hedge because nice. well, unpredictable yeah absolutely unpredictable okay uh, in their last 10 Premier League home matches Stoke City have been defeated in alternate matches so they've won they've uh, they've lost one then they've drawn or won the next one. Right. Their last home match Newcastle United was a defeat which obviously means that they will beat Huddersfield this week. So again mm. in your fan league predictions put down Stoke City because it's like time it's a certainty. Yeah. That's definitely going to happen. Death and taxes. Taxes it's not time. Time is certain. Is it not? No it's not. Okay. Let's just <laughs> fluid. But it's certain. It's, it's definitely happening. Death and taxes is what's certain. That's it. Yeah, all right. All right. Taxes. Taxes. taxes and th- that, the expression is, there's two things that you are certain in life. Death and taxes. All right. Google it. All right. No, I don't need to. I don't all right. That's fine. Leicester City have Not won... time. Right. Making sense. I'm just saying something that always keeps moving forward, right? I've got right. my phrases mixed up. Whatever. Can we move forward? Leicester City have won seven of their last nine home league matches. Strong at home at Leicester. Including uh, the playoffs against Watford. Mm. They're not overall beat Spurs against well. Watford. Um, that's another game I've hedged. And Watford's uh, 23 Premier League matches this season have featured 75 goals. Only Man City with 84 and Liverpool 82 have had more goals in their games. And your final stat nugget for this week. Yep. Everton have only lost one of their last 10 Premier League matches against West Brom. One five, drawn four, lost one. Uh, and that loss was back in 2016. So again, mm. Everton favourites for that one. I like the Wayne Rooney one because you like Wayne. Rooney. Oh, okay, You've always on. been backing Wayne Rooney. I always like, Wayne Rooney. I don't is, know why I do back him. Yeah, because you're right. Wayne Rooney has been directly involved in 14 goals in 13 games this season. 
uh, and starts against West. Uh, gets, sorry, starts against West. Oh, forget it. Terrible. <laughs> You'll never know. It was. Uh, it's, never know. He's got seven goals and seven assists against West Brom. I don't like these arbitrary stats. I want stats that can actually mean that mean something. Like what's the? T- well, against West Brom, it's like it's just a coincidence. It's a fluke that it happens against that same team. It's not. Is, like, is it? Yes. Is it? Yeah. That's that. That's the. the it's you're like, looking. It's like Jermaine Defoe. He loves scoring against Leicester. It doesn't. It's just a coincidence. There's no such thing as like a team that you like playing against. You're looking at this completely wrong. All right, you're taking stat nuggets and looking at them as a, a negative. That's something that's going to prove you wrong. Yeah. What you need to do is find the right stat nuggets for you, twist them round, and use them to help you prove a point. I want to just see what stat uplines. Stat uplines would be good. I mean, I'll be impressed if we can do that. Right. If anyone's got any stat uplines, right? It's that time. It's time for those were the days. Uh, there we go. Oh, the love. Uh, lots of those were the days they're piling up now so keep watching and listening and subscribe to Long Ball Street because each week there'll be new those for the days and we might read out yours mm. probably very likely to mm. right first one sold Taibi um, <coughs> those were the days uh, when your friends from all over the UK were supporting Man United because in the year that they started watching football they won a trophy using that as an excuse to support Man United yeah thoughts on that uh, I mean when I was a kid at uni- uh, uh, um, primary school there was a guy that supported Aston Villa because they were second in the league. Glory Hunters have been around for, <laughs> for a long, long time. It's never going to change. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, I saw a little kid in a Man City strip, whole kit. He was about four years old. I, um, t- I've got two instances here I want to talk about in terms of players. But what I would say, Go if on. you've done that, it's not too late to turn, change back because your loyalty means nothing. Yeah? <laughs> if, you've chosen your, if you've chosen your club based on the fact that they're the best in the league, then it doesn't matter if you're loyal to them or not because that's a joke. Right. But you still have time to change. So find your local club, go and support them. Because otherwise you'd be like Sam Peoples just to spend the rest of his life being ridiculed <laughs> because he's too, too stubborn to turn away from Man United. Yeah, there's a bravery in that. Of moving back. Yeah. Doing, making, it's, it's never too late. It's never too it's late never to too stop late. being a glory supporter. Yeah. Uh, my best friend yeah. right, wasn't really into football. I got him into football. I got the team for you, mate. QPR. I'm a QPR fan. He was loving it. We're fifth in the Premier League. Life was good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember Cup Winners' Cup final. Alan Smith scored. They beat uh, Arsenal beat Palmer uh, against all odds because Ian Wright was uh, suspended for the final. Yeah. Going to school the next day, all of a sudden, that same best friend has become an Arsenal fan <laughs> and has been an Arsenal fan ever since. It, Outrageous. It's so, if you name him. Patrick Luke, <laughs> you know the truth. You're going to make up some nonsense if you ever hear this or see this. The truth is, you were a QPR fan first because I How pushed old was that he? on you. We were about six or seven. I mean, I can't remember. I mean, he, he did definitely the right turned. thing because otherwise. Hang on, you just completely against me what you just said. Yeah, but QPR, I mean, you can imagine the purgatory. What do you mean? Maybe we were flying high. Got- the likes of Les Ferdinand, Andy Sinton, Trevor Sinclair. Tearing up. Premier League defences. <laughs> Time to get finished above your lot. Know, year after year. You keep saying that. And the second one was, I've forgotten. What was it? Glory supporting. It's gone. Damn. Little, if it comes back, I'll tell you. Okay. What were we talking about? What was it? It was going, look, look. Someone's become a glory supporter. Yeah. So, oh, that's it. The other thing. When I was at uni, I, um, I, was, uh, I did football coaching on the, on the side for a bit of money. 
shocking money. But anyway, it's in Sheffield, right? Well, so, hang on, so talk me through this, this, this decision. You're at university, you're obviously going out and a few beers, sure. talking to the ladies. Talking to the ladies. Mainly the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not exclusively, but. 80%. Clear focus on the ladies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go on. Any type of lady on? Uh, <laughs> all sorts. Yeah. If they've got a nice uh, personality. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then you thought, <laughs> oh, I need some more money. I'm going to go and coach some kids. Well, no, no, no. My, How did you get into it? Of course, I did at uni, it was sport development with coaching. Right. right? Which is a natural course. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, that, was, that was the route I was going to take. I was going to be a coach. And so I was doing coaching. And, uh, and I did. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, uh and um, and they they call you coach the kids. Oh uh, yeah, they'll be like, "Hey coach." Gaff Gaffer, Gaffer, yeah. I don't know what they're called. Sir. <laughs> anyway, what I noticed, though, was Chelsea was starting to... Creep in. Creep in. Yeah. It was about two years, 2006, 2007. Yeah. And Man City had started to do better as well. Both, all of a sudden, you've got the kids from Sheffield all wearing Chelsea and Man City kits. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'll tell you something as well. Not, 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 not a lot of people know this, but Craig, our producer... He started supporting Chelsea in 2003. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a fact. That's, that's a stat nugget. Yeah. We finished that. And, 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 oh, no, 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 he's no. even gone so far as to create photographs of yeah. himself in Photoshop yeah. next to players when he was a child. He's talented that way, isn't he? Yeah, he knows how to do it. <laughs> that's what happens when you're glory hunting. You need to yeah. kind of back up your story with fake. But you no. can uh, you can crush their spirit of these uh, Chelsea and Man City fans if they don't deserve to be fans of those clubs. Oh, yeah, it's easy. What I did what? was put all the Chelsea fans into a team yeah. for the end-of-week tournament, like in the summer holidays, and I just so happened to referee those games that they were in <laughs> and didn't give them anything, made sure they lost. Yeah, good. <laughs> Destroy the kids' confidence Yeah, at five years old. Absolutely. Because you shouldn't be doing that. 
game and you will be punished somewhere and karma will get get you um Sorry, those are the days for quite a while here. Eh? Uh, the next one is from Paul Mackella, and he's got two for us. First of all, the magic sponge oh, treatment. So, those young enough to, to not remember this, uh, there was a time where a physio would run on with a bucket <laughs> and a sponge. It's mad, isn't it, now? And, and just, that. if someone was on the floor, just splash like, some water on the knee. Yeah. And then they'd get up and run off. Run off. It, yeah. It's not a joke. Magic sponge is a real thing. Leg snapped in half. Yeah. Snapped in half and went, quick. No. And he run as quick. They do now as well, don't they? But it's yeah. like, I bet the physios do sprints, sprint training. Yeah, yeah I've always noticed that. The physios run the pitch, how quickly they run. But they're becoming on sloshing much, about. It's or, not going to make much difference. Like, if you've got, a, if you've got a, like, a torn muscle or a strain, <laughs> it's not going to be less strained by the time you get there <laughs> because you run fast. Cold water seemed to be... It was incredible. Yeah. It did seem to work though. People seem to get people get are like, ah, ah, yeah. ah, we've lost it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of, a bit of water. sponge. Giant, um, giant yellow sponge. Shh. Oh. Oh, so much better. And no, they, they, they often had DP as well. I remember the, the DP being spray. If it was, yeah, if, if needed. And finally, uh, Andy Gray saying, take a bow, son, after a thunder bastard. Me, I did it once. He did it loads. That was his, that became his thing. Really, I thought it was just the same bit. Of, just played. Just what the Gerard I, I mean, it's, it's a good thing that they are not on telly anymore. Well, they are on telly. Are they? Yeah, but they uh, they've gone to they're in Dubai for bit, I think it's be in sports yeah. where I think you know misogynist behaviour is encouraged. Ooh, <laughs> encouraged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, um, like, yeah, no, he's. Uh, yeah, it's just. It's tough. Because they would still be in. They would still be in now if that shit hadn't happened. Uh, yeah, and. and it's, it's, they, it has moved forward without them. Boring. Yeah, it was getting boring. About, they knew about as much, much about football as I do. Yeah. Comparable. Me and Andy Gray, similar levels of football <laughs> intellect, but he gets to work for Sky for 25 years. Yeah. Hit subscribe, guys. Hit subscribe. Game two that we're going to talk about this weekend. This is one of my bankers in the Fairly Predictions. Spurs, and I don't normally do that with away games or away winners. You always bet against Spurs as well. Notice that. That's not true. Yeah, everything is neutral with me. Mm. Southampton versus Spurs. Southampton haven't won in ten, and so more importantly, Spurs six wins in nine, mm. one defeat in nine. That was the Man City. Yeah. Is it coming together for Spurs? <coughs> um, yeah. Why not? Yeah. We should move on. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I think we've got used to Wembley. We've worked out how to play that that surface and um, the space. As I've bored of talking about it, but it, it's such a different. Like White Lane was the smallest pitch in in the Premier League by some distance. Uh, You've doubled down on this space thing because you were like, I remember you saying like it's only like half a yard bigger than Leicester City's pitch, and you're saying it doesn't matter. It's yeah, about space. Uh, yes. So I said that was up on the back. Clearly of, said that. Yeah, sure said yeah. That. that was on the back of us beating them six one last season. Right. So I'm like, well, it can't be a, that much of a problem. Um, but the fact is, it was. We were. Isn't it a problem for the other team as well? No, because they're they're yeah, but they they've got the they're, they're the away team, right? So they're never they're not never going to know the surface anyway. So right. we've got you know or, or the dimensions of the pitch or wet, like visual cues about where to hit. So, um, Al Verald used to say that in, at White Lane he knew the, the weight of the pass based on the advertising. Right and, and bits of the stadium so he'd know how to hit it based on where he was on the pitch and he said Wembley it's all gone what I'm saying is that it takes time to adjust 
and yeah. use the pitch to your advantage. Whereas the away team are always going to be at disadvantage. That's why playing away is more difficult. So Spurs essentially, for the first half of the season, had almost like a playing on foreign soil all the time. Mm. Anyway, and those ad- they had those advertising hoardings that move. Yeah, that's no good. So all the borrowers like one with a little dog. They're like, oh. <laughs> um, the uh, but 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 by and large, you know, things are things are going all right. You know, we're playing well. Um, Absolutely destroyed Everton last week. One of the goals Everton. of the season as well. Uh, well, Daily Ali Eriksson one. Yeah, that was, was lovely. Uh, it was a great goal. Um, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say too much, you know, because we did get absolutely annihilated by Man City. Uh, we had a horrible draw against West Ham, although they parked the bus. These things happen. Um, we, we are still a very, very good football team. Uh, we've got an amazing first eleven. They're all back fit, apart from Alderweireld now. So, um, yeah, we should... We've got three big games coming up against Man United, Liverpool and Arsenal. Those are going to define our season. If we win those three, um, or if we get a draw in them, then I can pretty much say that we're finishing the top. How many, are, so how many of those are home? Or? We're playing United and Arsenal at home right. and Liverpool away. And how, how do you see it working out? You've got the Champions League to, to play as well. Mm. Um, what's, what does your gut say in terms of the rest of the season? Where do you think you'll, where do you think you'll end up and where do you think? I think we'll end up fourth. I think, um, and we'll go out valiantly in the Champions League. I think we get past Juve, but I think you know you draw PSG, even we draw Real Madrid again or um, Barcelona. There's just no no chance over two legs. Mm. Okay, and oh yeah, last thing I want to talk about is, is Sun. And what I would say just about this game, Southampton, from what I've seen this season and at Tottenham, were horrendous. Oh, yeah, poo. But um, he's hanging know, in there. Pelican. Ninety minutes of football, anything can happen. Yeah. Son, Son has been. Uh, That's an incredible turnaround, isn't it? Uh, last few being out the door, but goals. he was out the door, wasn't he? Wolfsburg, he was gone. He's no, going to no, Wolfsburg. No, he wasn't that definite. It, it was. It was. It was like twenty odd million. He was definitely going. No. Wasn't he? Last August. No. 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 There was no last year he had he scored twenty one goals. You might be talking about the season before. He, I'm saying the summer before he scored twenty one goals last right, year. Right, right. So a season and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. So he had, he had been injured for about six months of the season. He had this issue with his foot, the tendon between the back of the foot to the balls of the foot. Right. Yeah, it's really difficult injury to get right. Anyway, he fixed him and um he's 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 brilliant. And what and what's what we Spurs have benefited massively from over the last few years is we have this player that suddenly elevates himself mm. and I don't know if that's about Pochettino's training methods or it's just players coming of age at the right time but we had Deli Ali came out of nowhere Harry Kane came out of nowhere pretty much um, Son has now come out of nowhere Ericsson's now playing at the form that you'd expect him to so there's benefit there's luck in that as well so but um, you know we're riding it well and uh, Son so far has got to be our player of the season even though Kane scored 28 goals or really? whatever he's got it's just that you expect it from Kane now, yeah, yeah. which is tough for him. But Son is like, you get the ball and he's exciting. He's fast. He's, he's, he's pacey. He wants to attack. You know, like players that... Andy Sinner. Great guy. Those are the days. Great guy. We've got a podcast on this uh, yeah. channel. He would, he would attack the fullback. That's what Son does. And it seems to be so rare now. It, it does be... seem to be so rare now. Yeah. That's, I think that's such a shame. Do you know what? Gareth Ainsworth, manager of Wickham, Queen's Park Rangers legend, not great at football. Mm. Well, all he did was pass it five yards, <laughs> pass the fullback, and just just run in a straight line. And the worst thing that happened was we got a throw on. Yeah, and I, I always that always stuck with me. And I always 
infuriated when, when you don't have a winger that's like happy to kind of do that. And back it's, just, it's just football's changed, isn't it? It's like a percentage thing, isn't it? It's you, if you're not extremely skillful or pacey, then you're playing at such a low percentage area of the pitch where you're more likely to lose the ball than, 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 than retain it if you, if you don't have the skill to beat a player. So there's, there's very few players that will, will be, are able to do it now. So you've got like Zaha, for example, Sun can do it, Mikatarian can do it. Um, and these people that can beat, beat beat players at will, but if you don't have that, then it's much more economical and useful to your team if you cut inside or, or, or try and find a hole to pass through. Yeah, I think you're right. And I would also suggest that back in the day, fullbacks weren't that quick. Or the the the, the, the this sort of the, the it's a fine line between I, one person being quick and so much quicker than the other. I don't remember fullbacks. When when four four two was the staple formation, I don't remember fullbacks ever being quick. They didn't need to be. They weren't there to overlap really, yeah. unless you were a very very good team and you know part of your game was to to, to put pressure on a deep line defence. But you know usually you had wingers. You know four four two. You had two wide men. They would attack. You know, his fullbacks would more or less sit in cover. Yeah, true. So now the game's changed. You know you don't have fullbacks. You have wingbacks. Okay. Right, let's move forward. Soldiers lost in battle time. Um, you don't like doing your intro anymore, do you? I just keep saying the same thing every week. Yeah, and it's right. Everyone knows it. Um, thank you for all the Soldiers Lost in Battle stories. We have got, we've got loads now, but keep them coming in. And as I say, keep listening to the podcast because we might read out your story. Just in case you don't know, and this is the first time, it's, it's, <laughs> it's about uh, it's people that have missed massive games. It's about love and it, loss. Oh, yeah, that's more poetic. But if you've missed <laughs> love and loss... But the loss being at the hands of someone else who's made you miss a game of football and it ended up being one of the best you've ever missed. Yes. Right, here we go. Soldiers lost in battle time. Here we go. Two, two long ones. Tom Bastan. As an American, the night before the FA Cup final is very important. The final is on Saturday morning, so going out on a Friday night is a bad idea. If you want to wake up and drink by 10am the next morning. However, my girlfriend decided to become my ex-girlfriend. She dumped him. And said she'd, and then said she'd called an Uber and would be back by midnight. So she just dumped him and said I'm off. And then said she'd be back by midnight. Yeah. I, I begged her to reconsider, to stay and talk things over. Not just dump me and have a night out. <laughs> she said she'd just see some friends for drinks and come back by midnight. Midnight. Brackets, we had a flat together. Midnight came and went. So did 1am, so did 2. I was worried sick about the fact that she got in a stranger's car, an Uber, and never came back, so I panicked. I stayed up all night looking for her. Worried sick something had happened. It wasn't until I got a text at 6am from her that she was fine. She had spent the night at a bloke's flat. What? She, she met at the bar. I was sick. I puked. I cried. I was all sorts of distraught. I passed out in a puddle of my own tears come 7am. I woke up at 3pm, struck by the realisation that I'd missed the FA Cup final. I'm an Arsenal fan, so Flav will say I had all this coming. Yep. And when I went to check the score, I honest to God was hoping we had lost to Chelsea of all teams. I was hoping we had lost and my crying myself to sleep spared me the heartbreak of Arsenal losing to Chelsea in the FA Cup final. I'd never, I'd never wished for my team to have lost a game ever, never mind a cup final. Of course, you know the story from here. Arsenal beat Chelsea soundly and apparently it was an amazing game I wish I'd watched it can you just stop that for a second yeah 
Um, like, first off, I yeah, you are a gooner and you deserve it all. But, 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 but. What? So she's... Mate, she, different level. What a bitch. She, she's dumped him. She, so, so you know that, what she's done, right? She's done. She knew. She knew. She'd arranged to meet this bloke already. She knew what she was doing. She's dumped him because she wanted to get some, but didn't want, didn't want it to be guilt-free. Yeah. What did, what, when did she, when, why did yeah, she, was she pushing the night out? Yeah. Why is she pushing the... Well, hang on. We've got a flat together. <laughs> yeah, I've just dumped you. I'm going on a night out. Yeah, but the Raz never sleeps. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Sit down. Let's talk this through. We've got some flat together. Yeah. What, like, and then you'll go out and then you'll just... I, I can't say what I want to say because, family, you wouldn't like it. But... That, that is unacceptable. You're better off out of it. Yeah, mate. And she's rubbish. You know what a horrible thing to do. Like, and, and, and people don't realise. People don't realise that, that has a lasting impact on people. That shit that changes people. He'll he'll never enjoy an FA Cup final again. He'll never because <laughs> when poor bloke was Paul, wasn't it? Yeah. Paul While Bass, he was Tom, using all Tom his Bass energy up. Running around thinking that she was something horrendous had happened to her and missing her, she was having you know what and doing you know what. Disgusting. And I've told her I'm sorry, mate. Oh, good luck with the future. <laughs> right, we've still got one more to go. Terrible. Uh, horrific. Oh, poor bloke. Right. Let's go again. One last one. Quite long as well, actually. Is it better? Uh, you should have put that one second. There's no way it can be better. <laughs> Maybe. Antonio Guisti won. I'm sorry, one week ago I've done it again. Soldier lost in battle. I was preparing to watch my favourite team, Manchester City, play. <coughs> Unfortunately, I live in Australia, so it was 3am. To make things worse, I'm 14. <laughs> that's, that's not... And had school the next day. All right. Despite this, though, I persevered. I got hungry, so I decided to make a sandwich and some milk in the kitchen. Oh. Then disaster struck. As I placed the glass down, I heard the door open. It was my dad. He told me off for being awake and for eating. I, I, said, I said, Dad, I'm going to watch the game. But it was too late. He took my laptop and my sandwich and told me to sleep. But did I sleep? Did I fuck? I snuck into my brother's room and stole his laptop to watch this game. <laughs> but then, just as the game was starting, my internet went down. Why has this happened? I pondered furiously in my head. And then it clicked. My dad had turned the internet off to ensure I slept. But I did not admit defeat. I decided to waste all of the data that we have in our shared plan to watch this game. I saw the first goal we conceded, and we went into half-time, 1-0 down. I was tired as it was bloody free in the morning, so I decided to rest my eyes for a second. But when I woke, it was too late. I'd missed the entire second half and had to get ready for school. However, there was one positive. The game, was, the game I was watching was Everton 4, Man City 0 from last season. Good perseverance. Good. Really well written for a 14-year-old. I mean, he was 14. Well, 15. Well, it said last season. So, oh, yeah, it's true, it's true. Very well done. Have you ever, have you had that, have you ever had that feeling of dread when you know you've been caught? And you know you've been caught? Doing yeah, like like watching dad, the internet at three in the morning? Yeah, no, you, you, your dad's um, walked in, you know it's over. What's over? Well, whatever you're doing is over. Like, you've never been told off in your life. <laughs> yeah, of course I have. Well, so, like, that, you know, you're just. You, 
The examples I use, again, I can't say on the Fan League podcast, but I've been caught doing Give, I think people already the, know what you're talking about. And the dread. Use a different word, and people know. People All right. Know. Um, when I've been sharpening my pencils... <laughs> And caught sharpening my pencils. Have <laughs> you been caught sharpening your pencils? Uh, nearly. <laughs> I can't tell a story now. This is a shame. Go on. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's not. It's not suitable. You just sharpening your pencils. But this is the problem. Is now they I, people need to know now because they're going to go. Oh, they've got to say, but I can't say it on this podcast. Okay. But I was sharpening my pencils. Nearly got caught. I didn't get caught. But the feeling inside my <laughs> chest—that feeling of absolute horror and dread of the possibility of someone catching you sharpening your pencils. Yeah. That is, is, and not just sharpening your pencils, you could be doing anything. You could be, I don't know, writing an essay. <laughs> right, let's move on. Yeah. Right, uh, what is the most uninspiring? Uh, let us know your Soldiers Lost in Battle stories, put them in the comments below, and uh, keep listening to the podcast. If you want to hear Flav's story, let's, you know, let's go 500 likes and see if we can put some pressure on him. I don't mind telling you, I just I can't do it on the branded content. Okay, well, maybe 500 likes, family might like that. Let's see where we go. All right, I, but we'll ask Fan League and see if they're if they're right. If they're right, a bit, then I'm right a bit. Okay. Uh, what is the most uninspiring managerial appointment of all time? You will have heard at the start of this podcast a phone call between me and Flav, expertly acted out as Paul Lambert and Absolutely. his agent, but also Peter Coates, who's the uh, chairman of Stoke City. So uh, Paul Lambert's his first game in charge in the Premier League since. Uh, February 2015 when he was manager of Aston Villa mm. had a very difficult time there three seasons he was able to keep them up in a, with a squad that was was obviously really poor and they ended up going down with zero points essentially um, but they didn't want him Stoke City didn't want him um, they wanted Martin O'Neill or they wanted um, what's his name anyone Sanchez um, Flores Flores the reason I'm bringing this up is just because I think all football fans, and there's another one, let us know in the comments, uh, we've all had that guy. Yeah. And so Craig, uh, who, not Craig, our producer, Craig, my mate from Great Touch for a Big Lad, he is a Stoke City fan, season ticket older, and I, well, I was chatting to him about the, uh, about the, the fact they've got Paul Lambert, because he was certainly was Martin O'Neill, and he's quite happy with that. He's quite excited about that. Martin O'Neill and Brody so Because he wanted it, he made it certain in his own head. Yeah, he's like, definitely happening, definitely happening. And he went, <laughs> he, wrote, <laughs> he wrote on it, and he, well, I spoke to him later, but initially he went, Paul Lambert then. We sort of went, Paul Lambert, you don't have anything. He went, look, I know I've got to get behind him, but what the fuck? <laughs> and, yeah. and then spoke to him on the phone, he went, said the same thing. He went, I mean, he said, he's like, uh, I mean, I've, you know, I need to... I mean, he just couldn't get the way. He's like, I've got, I mean, I guess we've got to get behind him, haven't we? <laughs> and hope it all works and out. Hope it works out, like because he is a bit depressing as a as a football manager. But then I looked at the football managers that have changed this season, and not many of them are inspiring. And so I wanted to, do, like, I guess, through the, through the medium of a uh, a sound, maybe a hmm, hmm, <laughs> something like that, Flav. If I go through the managerial changes this year, yeah, I'll get it. You let me know what your initial feeling as a football fan, if you're a fan of that team, would be for this new man- incoming manager. Okay. Yeah. So 11th of September, you remember Frank de Boer got the sack very, uh, very quickly. Roy Hodgson was the man to replace him. Mm. Yeah, I think that's about right. Then it was uh, Craig Shakespeare who lost his job, oh, which was fair. It was a little bit unfair. But mm. anyway, Leicester City, that was on the 17th of October. Claude Puel came in. Mm. Then it was that Ronald Koeman who went out for Everton 23rd of October. Sam Allardyce was the manager. Mm. <laughs> yeah? So, yeah, I think that's about right. 
Then David Moyes came in at West Ham. Mm. <laughs> He's doing well. Mm. Alan Pardew then came in for Tony Pulis at West Brom. <laughs> uh, Paul Clement lost his job and Carlos Carvajal came in. Mm. Yeah, mm. I like it, yeah. Mm. And now Paul Lambert's the new manager. Oh. Is that is the feeling? Just, no, it's not the inspiring, is, is it? No, it's not inspiring. But the problem is, is it's you, there's a finite amount of managers out there. Like you. There ain't that many to choose from. You got to, you either go abroad and gamble, or you stay at home and gamble. Paul Lambert is a gamble. I don't know what he's going to do unless he's just been unlucky. Like I know Aston Villa are a shambles. You know they, they they've, they've been a mess for years. And he kept him up for he did keep him up for three years. It's how you look at that period of time. And also I think the, the difficulty for Paul Lambert is he's quite dour. So our impressions and football fans' impressions of of him is one of. Yeah. The manager for teams that have struggled in the Premier yeah. League, and 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 he's generally pretty boring yeah. as a person. So yeah. that's not helpful. Is so in terms of the Charisma most uninspiring managers way. in the Premier League now? Is he the most uninspiring manager in the Premier League? I mean, for a team that really needed something. No, because I would say like Pardew or something, but Pardew's even done it at times, um, and at least he's. I wouldn't say charismatic, but you can look at him and be slightly bemused. Mm. Whereas when you look at Lambert, you look at Moyes, you look at Lambert, and you look at and you just think, I feel nothing at all. There's it, not a single. Is Wenger in the mix for that as the most uninspiring manager? Nah, nah. Do you think? Is he is he inspiring his team? Is he? No, what he's, he he's not inspiring his team now. But he's he's done it all. Lambert and Moyes have done nothing. No, was, literally nothing. I would say Arsene Wenger is the most uninspiring manager in the Premier League right now. The reason I would say that is because even with Paul Lambert, mm. the fact that he's new allows there to be some kind of hope and optimism. I mean, in spite of the fact that he hasn't been around, he's still boring. Like that, that should tell you everything. Like you're still looking. Oh, what, Paul Lambert is he? He's still man. He's yeah. doing this still, is he? Yeah. Um, you, could, you could say something for his time at Colchester. Did, he well at Colchester. Did, no, he did well at Norwich. Back to back promotions got them into the Premier League. Yeah, so he that's is true. a good, he is a good manager, good manager, but he's not in, he's not inspiring. No, you know, I can understand why Craig was going. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> Craig, you know, I, I get it. Well, I, I, we had I had Christian Gross at Spurs. We had Jerry Francis. Yeah, um, let's know your uninspiring managers that came into your club just to get you going, get your juices flowing. Joe Kinnear at Newcastle, mm. that was a nightmare. No. Christian Gross at Spurs, Roy Hodgson at Liverpool, Southgate for England, I think has generally been seen as uninspiring. Egil Olsen at Wimbledon, confused a lot of people. Do you remember? No. Yeah, don't worry. Felix McGaff at Fulham. For QPR, Paul Hart came. He, Paul Hart came to QPR, he was manager for six games, mm. I think. And around that time, I did a bit of um, reporting for the youth team at QPR. And uh, Mark Bircham was, uh, he was managing the youth team, he was helping manage the youth team. And before we went off to an away game, I sort of came into the training ground and did a, um, sat down with them whilst they were eating. And uh, Paul Hart had, like, just gone. And <laughs> Mark Bircham was there talking with the other youth team coaches. And he going... Did I dream this up? <laughs> like, so there's a guy, an employee within the club, was like, did I? Was Paul... He was here, wasn't he? He was here, wasn't he? Like, did he... Did this exist? Did this happen? Because he just came and went and he was just like... Bleh. He was just depressing. <laughs> just this depressing manager for us. What, um... What, about managers' weird appointments? 
Weird it was appointment. An odd one. Like Christian Gross was, a, was an odd yeah. appointment for Spurs. Yeah, I mean, I think Felix McGath was one. I think, yeah, Egil Olsen was another weird was one. Felix McGath, was that post Fulham? No, that was at Fulham. He got oh, 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 I, thought you said, I, I thought you said he was QPR. Oh, no, Paul Hart got the. Felix uh, McGath was a weird one. Um, what about that? Di Canio? Di Canio, I mean, yeah, that was weird. That's that's a great example of how we like we all get caught up in the personality of someone. Yeah. Like, he was at Swindon and done okay in League One. And got um, the manager's job at Sunderland. Like he, he didn't really earn that job, yeah. but he was exciting. Yeah. And you know that, we'll know how that ended up. Uh, the other appointment this week, Ryan Giggs for Wales. Is that an inspiring? Is that an inspiring no. uh, managerial appointment or an uninspiring one? What has he? What has he done? Oh, no, he's a great footballer. Don't get me wrong. But what did Gary Speed do? What did Mark Hughes do? What did Coleman do before they got the jobs at Wales? Wales have had this kind of uh, tactic, I guess of giving these epic legends a chance. Yeah, and yeah. And it's but, worked. But it has worked, but with Wales, uh, you know, they're at a level there, it's all about the players. If you've got the players, you can do something. You, you know, you, they've got bail. I really want to do my Peter Beasley, as you said. <laughs> players, guys. Players. It's all about the players. Yeah, so, you know, he's, you know, it could work out. It's just that he's, you know, you can't imagine him cheating them up for a big game against England, can you? No. Well, all, 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 you know, you'd be sitting there. If I was, if I was Gareth Bale, I'd be sitting there. Or even if I was Ramsey or one Gunter, right? I'd be sitting there, <laughs> and Giggs would be up there, and I'd be, I'd be going, you, you bang your, your sister in <laughs> You did that to your brother. You're happy to say that on this one, then? That's fine. Okay. That's yeah. not that's really, actually accurate. Yeah. yeah he, he did do that to his to his brother, and I, I, that's what I look at him. I don't care what you've done in football. That's you. That's you as a man. So you can't be inspired by what he's done on the pitch. No, because he's he's the most despicable of human beings. <laughs> so no. Why should I? Okay. Why should I listen to you say anything to me? Interesting. That's what I'd be. If I was Chris Gunner, that's the way I'd be feeling inside. <laughs> wow. If you were being managed by Ryan Giggs, would you be excited about the fact that he's been there and done it on the pitch? Won everything, mm. or would you be like this guy's? I've seen him on telly. You know, I've mm. seen that clip of him doing a team talk before his last game. Come on now, <laughs> holes are good games to go into. You're all good players. You're all good players. I'm give really the, excited about. Give the game. fans something to, to laugh about and go on with because uh, Man City and Chelsea are going to win the league. <laughs> <isn't> they? <laughs> it's like, yeah. mate, just shut up. Get out of this room now. We'll see how he gets on. Do you think it'll be a success or not? Predict it now in the comments. Let us know. And finally, we've got more. Last bit. Right. Flames advice. Okay. Do it. Flav and James offering advice, but it kind of got misconstrued in the comments because you've essentially given us given us advice. <laughs> but there is one question. We need advice. Uh, Adil G five says. Sorry, I've done it again. Adil G <laughs> says. Also, uh, genuinely, without opening the racist door here, what do native English people eat? Daily. Daily. <laughs> uh, food from other countries. Yeah, pretty much. It's a very multicultural. Certainly in London. Yeah, London. Speak to the rest of the London. So, where's, where's this guy from? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's know. Uh, in London, no, I mean, the only time you eat English food would be on Sundays when you have Sunday roast or fish and chips, something like that. What do you eat more than any other food? Uh, cheese. Cheese in in in, in, in between bits, some sort of breaded item. Lovely. Uh, soup. I like a bit of soup. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and love a uh, oh, I love curry. I love curry. Right. Curry. Yeah. Well, I might have. I might have. A, I might have a curry. <laughs> I'm curry at lunch after this. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Was it lunchtime? 
Yeah, half an hour. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Happy day. Come with me, have a curry. Um, where are we getting a curry from? Um, I can't say because it's brandy. All right, lovely. Okay, Antonio Juisti uh, says fl- hashtag flames advice. If she says don't worry, it's just a game. Get rid and say don't worry, it's only a relationship. Yeah, I mean, look, do you <clears throat> abide by that advice? Well, no, but um, I-, I would just sort of pass it off as something that she, that she or he doesn't understand properly because to say that football is just a game is among the most stupid things that has ever been said. It isn't just the game. It's much more than that. Lovely. And Johnny, I'm not sure I agree with this one. Never sit with your girlfriend behind the goal if she doesn't know the offside rob. rule. Sorry, It makes explaining it an absolute fucking nightmare. <laughs> you can imagine. You can understand where he's coming from. Yeah, but, I If mean, you're behind the goal and you're Why going... are you presuming that your girlfriend doesn't know the offside rob? I mean, I think he's just going Roll? down... Roll? something wrong. Rule. He's just going down this uh, stereotypical view that women don't know the offside rule, mm. which is ridiculous. But if you are... In that situation, with someone, male or female, who doesn't know the offside rule, explaining it from one end of the pitch is impossible. It's you need to sit down. So that is good, good advice. Thank you for yeah. your advice. Let's know more. If you've got questions you need advice from, Flav or myself, Flames, let us know in the comments below. Whilst you're there, do this now. All of you do this now. Subscribe on iTunes mm. and leave us a rating or a review. Yep. Or on the Long Ball Street, hit the subscribe button. Do us a favour. Um, that's it Yeah, for another one for the weekend podcast we'll be doing a couple of videos quickly on the Fan League channel giving our predictions and uh, talking about one other football nugget this time Um, so head over there subscribe to the Fan League YouTube channel Uh, we will see you next week goodbye hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.